Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. That move, can't relate to that. I roll the dice, shit. If I lose, I'm gonna be shaking back. Cause lessons learned within the loss. Just elevate the fact that trial and error just the only way. Ain't no escaping that. I wake up, hit a hundred push ups. Then I'm at my route. Check on my stocks, see how they looking. Then I'm sliding out. When you start seeing your progression, you stop having doubts. And what's the point of having clout? You can't cash it out. True to this game, and I'm a lifer, eh? Feel like we finna change the cycle, eh? That's the most success, you know we thriving, eh? That's the most depression for our rivals, eh? Could teach a lesson on survival, eh? You know I'm from the bottom. What up with it, my wealthy people? It is your boy David, one of the founders of Black Wealth Renaissance. Here with my brother Jalen. What's going with you? What's good with it, my brother, man? I'm feeling great, dog. We back in Atlanta. Well, not back. We still in Atlanta. Still going crazy. Still going ATL strong. Part two, you feel hell me? yeah, hell yeah. So I'm feeling great, man. The energy is amazing. Energy been up. And uh, I'm just excited to get this next interview rocking and rolling, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And just in case y'all didn't know, we were here for the Black Men's Summit. Uh, if you didn't come, you played yourself as always. We told y'all about it months out in advance. It's always a good time to get with brothers. Black men need community. And that's what we did and what we built here. So that was an amazing event. And this episode is going to be almost like an extension of it. I, yeah. I really wish we could have got, got him on the at the summit. But it was just a little too last minute. But we got him on the pod. So that's like. The next best thing, right? Hell yeah. I think it's even I, better. I was about to say it's really it's probably better, better, bro. In my Hell opinion. Yeah. I love the summit, but the pie, that's our bread and butter. You feel me? But um, y'all, as always, we got another great episode planned for y'all today. Uh, before we get into it, y'all, please make sure y'all leave us that five-star rating and review. Uh, it always helps us grow the show. Share this with people that's going to benefit. So for today, right, we got a brother who is absolutely killing it in the restaurant business. You're originally from Philly, right? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised out of Philly, he brought built up uh, one of the the probably the dopest cheesesteak in the South. I, I don't know if nobody nobody yeah. touched it over there. That's the case, you know what I'm saying? But he's been growing this business dope. It's, it's been great to see. I think I seen earlier this year he had a few locations, and we just spoke. Now you up to eight. We got another uh, fumbling on my words. <laughs> we got none other than Mister Derek Hayes. Uh, Founder of Dave's Cheesesteak. How you doing, brother? What's up, bro? Thank y'all for having me. Nah, bro. Thank you for coming through, my brother. We definitely appreciate your time and appreciate your presence. And uh, we'll just get this thing started off. Like, for anybody who is unfamiliar with Dave, uh, Dave's Cheesesteaks, what got you started into that? Um, well, for one, I was just a, a, a inner city kid coming out of West Philly that just wanted to change my life. But then on top of that, I honored it to my father. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's why big, it's Dave's. Yeah, that's why it's big I, Dave's. Yeah. I was wondering why it was Dave's. And your name, Derek. Yeah. That been I've been like, I'm yeah. like, is it just catchy marketing? Because uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So um, my father actually was Big Dave, and uh, yeah, I passed away in front of my face. So damn, I dedicated this to my father. So it was always personal to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're chasing something and it means something to you, it'll never quit. So anytime I even thought about how hard times was and. Wanting to give up anything like that, I always go back to watching my dad take his last breath. That's how I got here. Damn, I know, I know that had to be traumatic, yeah. my brother. Uh, so, my sincerest uh, condolences for you. Um, but I love what you were able to do with taking that tragedy and turning it into triumph. Oh yeah, yeah. Because see, my whole goal was to make my dad more famous than he was when he was alive, as he did, and I've mm-hmm. done that. You get you get and, you definitely and, helped and, his name and, live and on. I'm a, and then I'm gonna go ahead and correct him too. I got the best cheesesteak in the country. Oh, oh okay, okay. that was gonna be hey. one of my questions. Listen, I ain't gonna lie. Listen, 
I'm ranked top 10 in the world right now in sandwiches, just not cheesesteaks, but I did it on the barbecue grill. 2018, I represent um, Atlanta, well, Georgia, in a sandwich competition in Orange Beach, Alabama. And I ranked number seven in the world, but I actually should have been number one, but that's a whole number story. But I'm taking that and uh, what they say, I'm going to take those flowers and, um, and, uh, and grow with it because sometimes even when you're not, number one at something as long as you're on a list mm. you know we we look for that number one when i already know i'm number one mm. but when it comes to the cheesesteak game it's nobody not over the 60 years of the cheesesteak industry has made something so massive and so culture driven than big dave's mm. so wait, what what is the 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 very first place in philly i forgot the name of it man um well you got passing genos which is the tourist spots um, nah, it's another one. It's like gyms. You got gyms. So I w- I grew up off of gyms, West Philly, mm-hmm. and I uh, Larry's Larry's on Sigline Avenue. Kobe used to go there. That was his one of his favorite spots. But like, it's a difference when you selling cheesesteaks and you selling culture. Mm. I'm selling culture because I'm bringing people with me. Mm. I'm not opening these restaurants and pitting people from outside these neighborhoods in them. I'm bringing up these neighborhoods as I build these restaurants. That's a different type of power. That's bigger than food. And then when you come to the food element of it, they can't touch me, man. You nice? You nice in the kitchen like that? I'm not, I'm, I'm more than nice. Listen, you tell me right now, somebody that took a cheesesteak business out the tri-state and made it more massive than I did. I put my mic down, brother, because I can't find nobody. Yeah, or you tell me a black man in the whole country that made egg rolls more famous than I have, and it ain't even my culture. I mean, I got everybody in the world selling cheesesteak egg rolls right now. If you go back, some of these businesses, they sold food restaurants. They got cabbage, chicken, everything in them. They trying to, because it's the concept of what I've built. You know, and I love it because my wants, my needs, my beliefs is showing through other businesses around the world. So that showed me I was on the right path. So was food always your passion? Like you grew up in the kitchen or? No, man, it's funny because basketball was my passion. Food was, I was just saying this um, um, in, in other podcasts, is that sometimes you can learn something indirectly and not knowing that's the gift that's going to take you to the top. So my grandfather, you know, when I used to come to Athens um, in the summer times, he would tell me, you know, you got to finish my Sunday dinner if you ain't going to go to church with me. Mm. So indirectly, me saying I don't want to go to church, I'm cooking his dinners. And I'm being around my grandfather. My grandfather was so hard on me. I ain't, some days I didn't understand it. Like, like why are you being so hard? But then sometimes people be hard on the ones they know is going to be the rock to get through to break the generational curse. And mm-hmm. I felt like he believed that, you know, in me. He, he instilled that in me. So later on in life, you know, me coming to Atlanta, not knowing what I wanted to do, I ate a cheesesteak here, which they call Phillies. That's how I know it wasn't real. But I ate a cheesesteak and um, I'm like, oh. I know what I'm trash. about to do. Yeah, because I, I was selling water ice. I had a, a Italian ice spot okay. before it was cheesesteaks, and mm-hmm. nobody wasn't coming in there because nobody knew what water ice was. So I spent my last money in this business, and I can't get a soul to walk through the door. So I'm like, what am I going to do? But, again, you got to clap for yourself when nobody else clapping for you. So even in my hardest times and no traffic and people not talking about the brand or me not making money in the brand, I didn't give up. I switched it, and I went into the cheesesteak business. And um, 2015, Eve, the rapper, she was shooting Barbershop, and um, she came in there, and she 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 brought some people with her, and she told me, she was like, they're not going to order no food yet. I want to see if it's real. So mind you, I just had seven figures, and now I have nothing, and I'm making this chicken cheesesteak like my life depended on it because I know I don't have another celebrity. I don't have another big dog to pick this out for me. I got payroll coming up on Friday. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You got practice players, and you got people that's ready for the game. I was ready for the game. I, I already was practicing long enough. I knew it was time for me to show what I had. She bit it. She put it on every social media network she had. And to be honest, the rest been history. Damn. So it, that's that's big. That's major. One big one cosign, and then it kind of helped take See, you I off I be trying to tell people it ain't the cosign. It's the right sign. The right sign. Mm. It ain't the cosign. It's the right sign. It's God. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Listen, it ain't a human in this world that did something for you. God instilled that in them to do that for you. So when people take the 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 respect of building somebody's career or they did this for somebody, 
No, God put that in you for you to do that to that person. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. We vessels. All of us are. That's a fact. And I, I thoroughly believe that. Yeah. Even like on the way here earlier, right? Me and him was trying to get a rental car. And then there was a guy that we was just chopping it up because we did a community service event earlier. He was like, yeah, man, where y'all going? He was like, oh, I'll take y'all. And I was like, look look at God always just coming through for us. Nah, for real. Um, When you do good, good come to you. But if you do good for good to come to you, it won't come to you. Because you're mm. doing it for the good. If you do it. You didn't do it with a pure heart. Yeah. Everything I do, man, I could see I could see a little boy or, or, or anybody hustling, whatever, man. I always try to support that because it's somebody out there trying to do something. You know what I'm saying? And being a black man in America right now, you know, we put this this stipulation or the stereotype on what we can't do. It's 13% of us as a population, but we're the biggest trendsetters in the world. Facts. You know what I'm saying? We might don't own everything. But the only way we're going to get to that point is for us to come together mm-hmm. and salute each other. Like right now, y'all got a podcast. It should be eight or nine other big brothers that got podcasts right now talking about the financial literacy from y'all podcast. It's different lanes of everything. You know what I'm saying? But y'all stay in y'all ground and keep doing what y'all doing. The world going to see it regardless. But I'm just telling you as a whole how we should be mm-hmm. versus one guy, Two guys making it year to year. They highlight somebody. Oh, there's a new guy coming up. Or a new celebrity, new singer. They get all get taken turns one by one. There's so much good talent out here in these neighborhoods everywhere. It's, it's kids right now that got game just as better than Michael Jordan. But we'll never see it. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Because he just don't have the opportunity or the break. Or the resource. Mm. The resource. It ain't so much the opportunity. Because the opportunity was him putting that ball in his hand to go put it in the basket. The resource. To get that ball in another court is what's the, what, what I'm talking about. I got you. I like that. Yeah. To, to kind of one of your points, too, a lot of times I think in our community, we sometimes have that it has to be the one mentality. It's like it's the one person, or you're either number one or you're not. But you said something earlier, uh, is an analogy like they said you were number seven, but you didn't feel that way. And I, in my head, you don't never have to win the competition always to win in the, in the end. It made me think about American Idol. Like, I remember watching American Idol when I was a kid. My mom and them was mad when Fantasia didn't win, right? I forgot who won that year. But Fantasia won. You want to know why she won? Because I still know who Fantasia is. But you, and, and I'm going to tell you why Fantasia won, though. Because that year she lost. She got more publicity than the winner. Exactly. Because it's not about, listen, you can take, what's that guy uh, just lost the fight to Fury? Oh, fuck. Uh, say it again. In God, right. I can't say that. All right, so so, but watch this though, right? Yeah, he won in the media. He did. He won. He lost with his hand. He lost the belt holding hand up. But in the world of media and inspiration and people following him, he's gained a new community because they like, yo, you really won. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes you ain't gonna be the winner on paper, mm-hmm. but sometimes you won because you was in the bout. You made it to that bout. It's people that can't even get to the ring. It's people that can't get in the room. You may go to a room that's biggest biggest room you ever been in your life, and nobody might not say a word to you. But guess what? You I was, was in, in that room. Yeah. You on that boat. You might not be driving it, but you got a seat in it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we don't we don't take that as as greatness and an accomplishment to say like you know I got invited to this. I might not be on the front for front face of it. But I'm here. I'm present. I'm alive. They chose me. And I think that's what we got to do a better job at. Like, you know, when you're a little kid and you fall on the ground, a little girl, they say, oh, babe, you okay? Yeah. Get back up. When you're a little boy, you fall on the ground. Come on, boy, stop that damn crying. Mm-hmm. We as men got to carry that our whole life. Those emotions, everything inside of us to be tough. Mm-hmm. And then when you show your emotions, you're weak. You get what I'm saying? Are you angry Same, and aggressive? Are you angry? Same thing when you're in a room and you don't appreciate that room. You can say, ah, oh, man, it was acting stuck up. Ain't nobody really say nothing to me. Bro, you was invited in that room. Somebody know you. Mm-hmm. Somebody got you in that room. Somebody gave you the opportunity to be blessed in that presence. So you need to take that and be thankful for that mm. and try to get in the next room. And in the next room, you might have conversation. Mm. Instead of being so stuck and harping on what you, instead of being, what you I, I like the mentality. From- like, it's kind of like glass half empty versus half full, yeah. right? I, let me just be grateful for the fact that it, it happened versus complaining about the things that I thought should have happened. Yeah, because it's the thing. We all think we're great. We all mm-hmm. got a story. We all come from 
whether it's a messed up background, whether you got a silver spoon, whether you, you know, it's two sides to every coin, right? Mm -hmm. So you could take a kid who had everything in life, right? And he get around a bunch of people who hadn't had everything in life, right? And then when he talk about his background, it sounds like he's bragging. And then the stereotypes to say, oh, man, you had everything. You don't know. You don't understand. Then you could take the kid who didn't have anything. And you put him around the kids who had everything. And say, damn, you grew up like that. Oh, yeah, we had it all. You see what I'm saying? So it's two sides to it. It's two sides to the story. Mm -hmm. It's about you just being the best you when you walk into those environments. You got to be the student. First of all, you got to be the student because you got to understand that it is a side to the, to the other story. And then you got to understand that you came from a different background. So you take those two together and you say, okay, well, I'm in a different environment. How can I make this my environment? You know what I'm saying? How can I make any environment my environment? Any room I walk in, I make it my room. Whether I open my mouth or not, it's my room. You know what I'm saying? Because my presence is there. I'm a fly on the wall taking everything in. But the next room, I'm going to take everything out. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You see mm. what I'm saying? It ain't all about, listen, you can meet a wealthy person right now. It ain't always good to ask for a phone number. It ain't always good to talk about money. Yeah. Just meet the person. Understand You're going to run into are. them in another room. Mm -hmm. I feel you on that. You get like, what I'm saying? I feel you on that, especially on the networking piece. A lot yeah. of times, I feel networking becomes so transactional. Like, you go to a networking event, everybody like, what you do? Oh, you don't do nothing that can help me? I don't me? do I'm none gone. of that. I'm gone. I don't do yeah. any of that just because of that, because it is transactional. Let me tell you what I will do. I'll introduce myself. We say a couple words to each other. All right, bro, you know, hope to see you later on or whatever. Case may be. Watch this. In all rooms, I promise you, you'll run back into that person that you was trying to pitch something to or do business with or even have a conversation with. And they're going to look at you and say, oh, yeah, I remember you. You was at a such and such. Mm -hmm. That's the conversation point right now. Now you bring that comfortability in there for y'all to have that conversation. When you talk money with somebody wealthy, they, you scare them. You got to speak opportunity. Because they feel like you want something from it. Yes, but if, but if we both get gain from it, we both win. Mm. Everybody wants to add more opportunity to their belt. I don't care how wealthy you are. You want more accolades under your career, more, more stripes, right? But if I'm asking you for money or I'm telling you how much I made, it ain't really, um, you know what I'm saying, that really ain't that much to talk about. And that lane and aspect of what they are already making. Mm. That's deep. That's good, my brother. So... I do love this angle, but I kind of want to get back into like the entrepreneur side for you, yeah. right? What made you start with the water ice part? Because I'm from Philly, and that's what I grew up off of. And to be honest, and and other places other than Philly, what is water ice, bro? It's shaved ice, like okay. I just want uh, what the hell is water ice? Y'all keep saying it. I'm like I'm I trying to act like I know what y'all talking about, but I don't. <laughs> you know, you know why I know yeah. what it is. Oh, you must have dated a Philly chick. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> no, so oh, we grew up funny. off of, I grew up off of water ice. Okay. It's, if you can take an Italian ice or like the Luigi's you buy in the, the, the markets or whatever, mm -hmm. it's similar. But um, in Philly, we do it a little different. We make it ourselves. Everybody got their own recipe to how they want to make it taste, the, you know, just as if, you know, if you was to go get crabs from Baltimore, there's all different yeah. places you can go to make them different ways. But in Philly, you got spots that might use like real fruit in their word ice and it might have little chunks of fruit in the word ice. Or you might got a spot that just know how to make it real good. So when I bring it here, I'm like, that's going to be like the new drug in the 80s. Yeah. They ain't going to know what's going on. Yeah. But nobody knew what the hell word ice was. I said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm from the so south. I, I don't know what water I know the snow cone is. It yeah, sounds kind of like a snow cone, but a little different. Yeah, so I couldn't get nobody to like walk in off of that. But what I did was I used my brain and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take everything from Philly and put it under one roof. 
And the only thing I didn't do was the hoagies. Um, shout out to my little cousin. He I, got, heard, uh, I heard them hoagies be busting too. Hey, my little cousin got a spot out here. He about to blow up. It's called Dougie's Hoagies. It's coming. You know, Dougie's Hoagies. So shout out. So you might, you might have me try to go try them before hey, I dip hey, out of he here, might, man. Hey, he might pull up on you. He'll pull up on you with him. Um, but yeah, my little cousin got something going good. But um, what I did was I took cheese steaks, water ice, and I took cheesesteak egg rolls, right? Chinese stores in Philly sell cheesesteak egg rolls. Cheesesteak spots in Philly don't sell water ice. So I put all of them together. The culture. The culture and bring it to the South. But I did it my way on how I wanted to do it. You know, I got certain sandwiches. Like I got a sandwich called the Dave's Way. That's my father's sandwich. I said, okay, what can I name after my father that represents him? He was a big guy. I said, listen, this sandwich is going to be a loaded sandwich. It's going to have three cheese, all the vegetables, everything in it. And when you order it, you order in everything. And... To the, to the person that you tell that to, right? I'm like, well, I don't eat mushrooms. I don't eat onions. Mm-hmm. I don't do all that. You tell me somebody right now to tell me they don't eat that sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Because we chop it up, but it's not like you eating like a, a sandwich full of mushrooms or a sandwich full of onions or peppers and all of that. It's a marriage the way we did it. And that's one of my number one selling sandwiches is the sandwich I named after my father. And I got everything on it. I be watching people that don't like onions eat it. Mushrooms, whatever. But that's how you know something good for real. Because, yeah. like, I know first time, uh, you know, as a kid, all we had was Pizza Hut and all that shit. So, first time going to a real pizzeria, you get real ingredients, it's real food. It might hit different than the whenever you get it from. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't want no olives on my pizza. You get something fresh and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know? Yeah, because it's, it's all about how it's delivered. Like, so, like, you just made a good point. Like, if you never had nothing authentic and fresh, you really don't know what it tastes like. Right? Facts. So, like, like you can go to New Orleans and get a po' boy, right? Yeah. And you can get a, go get a po' boy from somewhere else. And you might not like a po' boy just because the way they gave it to you. But when I gave a South for cheesesteak, it was like a drug. They was like, oh, this is the real thing. This is it. But then at the same time, I'm not doing no edits. What I mean is, like, I'm giving you my life authentically. I'm giving you everything in this kitchen authentically. I never built this business off of edits. I wanted to build this business off of y'all believing in me, knowing that I'm going to make my mistakes, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep on working, but I'm bringing this all with us. Like, and that's always been my motto because when you're showing people perfection all the time, you don't show them nothing that they can grow off of. Mm-hmm. I want you to see the mistakes that I made. I want you to see my grills blow up. And I used to show them everything on Instagram. I'd be like, grill down today. Joe just blew up like at lunch. Damn. But I'm showing them yeah. that they, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them to them so raw that they mm-hmm. feel like they work with me. Like, all right, y'all, I got to wait till tomorrow to open back up. I need a new fryer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't be transparent with the people that we want us to support us. Mm-hmm. You give them just a the highlight reel. And then whenever uh, you're not on your, you're not, you're not in the highest position, you don't want to share no more. Because now it's like. It's like a dude who wants the, them to know that they making millions and they not. You know what I'm saying? It's the perception of what you want people to think. Why not just wait to really make the millions and let them mm-hmm. really support you the way you want them to? We, we rush for success. We mm. rush for everything to happen. Listen, somebody right now can drop $100 million at you right now. Not saying that y'all don't know how to control it. I ain't go, you give me 100 but, I probably I probably go a little crazy. I but but I'm going to keep it all way 100 with you, right? And the reason why I'm saying this is because somebody can want something so bad, and when they get it, they don't have the education to keep it. Mm. Right? That happened to me. I, I was a kid in the city making money in the streets, but then I got some real money and then I know how to keep it. It took me to lose everything to learn that it hurts. Like it's worse than a relationship, bro. Your mind is rich and your pockets is broke. So what I mean by that is like you waking up in the morning like, yeah, I'm about to go take this vacation. I'm about to go buy this car. I'm about to go to, damn, I ain't even got the money no more. It, it, you know, you said something. I think we did kind of I, just glaze yeah, over. Yeah, I want. Now, no, I, want I, go was, back to I was coming back. Now, to it. I want to go back to it. Where you too, said the seven yeah, figures and then yeah, yeah, seven yeah, figures. I need to know to that story. What, trying what to is sell that? cheese steak. So yeah, how that happened? No, I just had an injury. I can't really get into the. Okay, the I got you because they you know. But I had an injury and I came here. I came here with the money or whatever, and I blew it. You know, I blew a lot of the money. But what happened was I spent it the last into my brand, like. Think about it right now. If you spend your last in anything, right? You're going to go hard. You're going to go hard. I got to get that back. I need that. You need that, right? But to even more to that standpoint, you don't want people to ever, oh, man, you was the one that could have made it out. You mm-hmm. had it in your hand. You the donkey of the day for real. You go back to the hood. You got to go show face to all this, like what you, what you did, right? But for me, 
It was bigger than all of that. I watched my dad take his last exhale. I never seen him inhale ever again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, yep, that was all. It was over. Eyes open. It was over. So for me, I would never forget that. So every time I didn't make money, or every time I didn't have an opportunity, or every time I felt like something was taken from me, I go back to that moment and I be like, I still I talk to my dad every day. I be like, we getting there. We almost there. We making millions now, pop. Did you ever think we'd get this far? Like the world know you now. You ever think that this was gonna happen? Like I talk to my dad because I know he's watching over me every step that I make. And I tell people this whether they believe me or not. A part of me ain't human. I, I be I be seeing things before it happened. I be knowing who to deal with. I be knowing who good for me, who ain't good for me. I be knowing people who smile in my face that's really jealous of me. Mm-hmm. Because they never seen you getting this big. They never had this vision for you. You know it's harder for your for one of your homies to see you win than the stranger. That's a fact. Right? That's a huge fact. Because your homie I got, got homies, these preconceived notions listen, of you. I got homies right now in high places. They'll post another celebrity or they'll do something else for somebody else big and won't do it for me because they watch me turn into a millionaire. They watch me get all these accolades. They watch me get bigger than them. You see what I'm saying? They watched it. So if you watched it, you don't even know how to support it no more. That's strange, too. I feel what you're saying. It's like, I guess, what's that complex? Like, you don't want to be late to the party? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I, seen them, I seen them on the come up. And I ain't give him his flowers then. So I don't know how to do it now. Because I'm, I'm going to look funny doing it. I don't feel like I'm riding. Exactly. Riding, yeah. And you know what's so crazy? You could take a kid, man. Like, I'm going to use an example. Say if a kid was a ball boy, right? NBA ball boy. You go to the Hawks games all the time. You see the same ball boy. If you were sitting on the floor, you know, throughout the year. And then you wind up seeing this guy four years later, and he turned into one of the chief revenue officers or something, Right. He didn't climb up. He can get you floor seats. He can do all that, whatever you want to do. The relationship changes because now I can't treat you like that. You get what I'm saying? Can't treat you like the ball boy. Yeah, no. but my whole thing is you shouldn't treat the ball boy like a ball boy. Because mm. you shouldn't. Listen, whatever you chasing in your life, nobody should ever treat you because of what they think that is. Respect me as a man. Respect me for my hustle. I built this off of selling sandwiches. In the beginning, it was funny. It was funny in the beginning. You the sandwich guy. Sandwich guy making millions now. Sandwich guy about to build a billion dollar company. Sandwich guy and took off. Sandwich guy way further than you even had in your vision. Sandwich guy actually got more than you. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So don't never ever down nobody because of what they doing. And what their, their current position is yeah. relative to yours. I ain't no bragger. I sit back and I and I stay humble with all my blessings that God gave me. But I be sitting next to having people that are worth more than them. I be hearing them talk like, bro, I've been in rooms big that you dream to get in. You see what I'm saying? But I stay humble and I stay guided and I know that my road, where I'm going at, it's a difference when you hustling for something and you don't know where you're trying to get to. I know exactly where I'm trying to get to. I know my purpose. And if you don't got purpose, you don't got passion. And that's what I learned in this because if you're hustling for money, you're hustling backwards. Yeah, that's a fact. That money, because at at one point you're going to be like, oh man, I could go do something else to make the money. Yeah. I can go do this. I could go do that. But It was big days for me or no way. mm. I'm just being real. That's yeah, a different mentality to have. It was big days for me in no way. It wasn't no feeling in this. I was. It was going to take me to stop breathing and give up on this business. That's how bad I wanted to win with this. That's how bad I still want to win with this. So what were some of the challenges you had to overcome? I know you said you had grills blow up, you fryers going down. Oh, man. What, what were some of those pivotal moments that defined you? Stereotype. Stereotype. I mean, I, I don't look like the average CEO that run a multi-million dollar company. But I do that purposely because I ain't doing this for me. I'm doing this for every other kid out there in the world who want to be something and be somebody one day. Somebody got to be the vessel to be stereotyped. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, for me, is I learned that everybody not going to be against you. Even when you were raised to a certain extent to think things like, you know, these, you know they ain't going to support mm-hmm. you and all that. All of that's not true. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being real with you. You know, other cultures support me just like my own culture. Um, but what I'm Sometimes saying... Sometimes they ride harder for you yeah, than your own culture. I mean, that's true too. But I always understand this though. If you're a man, I'm a man. That's one thing. But if you ain't ignorant and I'm not ignorant, that's a whole nother thing. We can, mm-hmm. we can, we can connect that way. We can mm-hmm. build that way. You know what I'm saying? Ignorance don't have a skin color. Nah. So that's what I try to tell people. Like, you got to understand. So if you seen... And I'm being real. Mm-hmm. If you seen right now a guy, 1 o'clock in the morning with a hoodie on, you getting out the car, walking up to you, 
Sketchy. You gonna judge him? You gonna judge him? Black, white, Asian. Don't Hispanic. matter. You gonna be? You gonna be like, yo, what's yeah, going you're on? Yeah, definitely gonna be on guard. Yeah, so I had to learn that coming out of the systems and the neighborhoods that I came out of to say like everybody and against you. Some people really want you to win. It's some people right now that y'all fans that wake up in the morning pray for y'all, go to sleep to pray for y'all that just genuinely want to see y'all win, and everybody not against you. You know what I'm saying? So. When I'm walking in these rooms and I'm talking to people that might not be the culture, they might be different races, I tell them what I've been through so they can understand the other side of it. And then that's where I'm at right now. But I'm still here and I'm sitting here with you and I learned these things. So it's a classism thing at that point. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So when did you realize... I got to open up a second location. When was this like, Man. this is getting too crazy. We need part two. I started getting ran over. Like, the gas station guy had signs pit in the ground at every pump that says, do not park. The Walmart across the street from my location and the auto zone next door to me, I had more traffic than they had in those locations in their own spots. Like, on a Saturday... We packed 500 cars. No no exaggeration. Anybody that know me, know my story early on, would tell you we got four or five-hour waits in line in this gas station. Like, I'm talking about I knew we was ready to expand. And I wanted to start in Atlanta. I wanted mm-hmm. my first location to be in inner city of Atlanta, but I'm glad I didn't because I had time to develop. I had time to get ready for the city. Mm-hmm. And when I came in the city, it was like a storm. They was waiting for me. And when I came in the city... I already had people driving from other states. I had people coming from Canada. I'm talking about Florida, Texas, L.A., just to come get cheesesteak. No lie. Like, I would have somebody fly in and be like, yeah, I got five sandwiches. I just flew back out. Was sending to me on Instagram. That's when I started knowing I had something special. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I didn't need any investor, anybody to stroke my ego to say I had something good. The people already showed me that. Mm-hmm. So... If the people, your people is your biggest supporter. I don't mm-hmm. care about anybody who putting y'all on the platform, who giving y'all money. It's nobody more important than the people who supporting you because they're going to keep you here. And as long as they supporting you, no network, no industry, no nothing can block you because they want you, the people. You know what I'm saying? And I was always catering to the people, not, not the trophies and awards and all that had come along with it. I was focused on building the core passion with my people building a brand. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's major right there, man, because, like, a lot of times, you know, we think that we need so much and try to scale so quickly. A lot of times, I think, whenever we, we open in businesses so many times, we want to think, oh, expansion, expansion, expansion. But you focused on cultivating that culture, building that up to a point where it's like, we can't do anything but expand now. Yeah. Instead of trying to do it too early. I want to ask you. Did you start off in a physical location or yeah. were you, uh, I started you off in a I started off in a gas station about the size of that wall to this to the to me. Hell. And was it, how many people were, were with you? It was just you a couple employees? So let me tell you a funny story. So right now in my company, right now, my two oldest employees right now is John and Luke, right? They was the two guys that helped me in my gas station location. They're the same two guys I gave equity to. Mm. That's real. Man, nah, that, 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 that's, that is that's complete. I mean, I gotta shake your hand on you that. That's, that's respectable, bro. Nah, for real. Hell like, yeah. cause, cause at the end of the day, look, check this out. End of the day, we're human, and if you help me build something, you're gonna at, at the end of the day, you're gonna be okay. I'm making the money. That's cool. You start. You got a family. You building everything that you're working on. Like, I didn't want nobody to wait on a 401k or retirement plan. Mm. I, what I got, you got. You helped me build this, you in it. So the way I did it was, it wasn't hard equity. It's called phantom equity. Phantom equity, and I'll explain that to y'all. It's, it's, it's like it's a ghost share, basically. Like vested so, equity? No. Okay. It's vested at the end. So okay. basically, if, if I gave you 1% phantom equity and said, hey, as long as you're in this company, 
you got this percentage, right? So now that gave me my vested interest to say, okay, well, you just ain't come work for me a little while and get this interest and roll out. Mm-hmm. You put your sweat equity in the company. This time I put the sweat equity in it. And the moment that I exit, you 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 get your your hire. I equity. got you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Almost like um in, in my head, like a preferred share, but it's not. It's not like they could just try to cash out right now. No. But if you, when you guys exit as a whole business, no, because that's just, no, built because in. At the end of the day, you have to do that because when you raise money, everybody got to get diluted, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't make that vested. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, your share count, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever your shares is going for in your company, if you if you give somebody a share, right, then. It was no, it was no money transaction on that. There was nothing vested to that share, so that's not fair to your cap table, and they're not gonna let that ride anyway. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, so that the dilution of a share, right, don't happen to them because it's not vested at that moment, but they get the whole share at the end of the sale. No, that's that's actually yeah. really. Really I appreciate smart. you sharing that. Where, I never, you come, I never heard of a phantom share before. I mean, yeah, it's called where'd phantom you, equity. Where'd you come up with that concept? Um, well, again, just being around the right people. Um, me and my wife, we do it. Uh, but you know, we we learn things from people that we're around, and it's it's the protection of the people that you want to have some type of, you know, if you want to see them, they legs grow after you after you done with them. You want to see them pursue things that they want to do, like. I get happy when I see one of my employees buy a home or they buy a new car, things like that. Because, like, I remember when my business ain't have $10 in the bank account. You know what I'm saying? I, now I'm paying 144 people. That's real. You see what I'm I give you, I, you got the opportunity to go be great and do shit for your family, too. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want anybody around me to be just around me. Because I, I might want to depend on you one day. Shit, mm-hmm. I might want you to pay the bill at the table. You know what I'm saying? I want to be around builders. Mm-hmm. I want to be around like-minded people. This ain't ain't a race thing for me. It's about who going to be like-minded and want to build with me and let's build off each other. And the one thing that we got to do is we got to share information. You know what I'm saying? When you learn something, y'all learn something on y'all own, share it with people. Let yes, them let your, let your brothers know, your sisters know. Like, yo, don't do that. That's what I just learned. Like, that's what I do. Like, I drop game. Whether you're going to listen or not, you're going to come back 10 years later and be like, damn, you told me that. Because mm-hmm. I'm getting it from the source. I ain't getting it from the middleman. That's real. And with this, that's I'm glad you shared that because that's kind of like the the ethos behind our brand was like, we need to share information. We don't, a lot of times, now that we've grown up in this information age, it, it, we can take information for granted, right? Because yeah. it's so readily available all over the place. But it's not that long ago that a lot of the stuff that you, like information that you're sharing right now, we didn't have public platforms where we could talk about this with yeah, a, a black CEO. They, we didn't do stuff like this. We didn't have these things. Nah, and y'all are the voice. Y'all are the reason why a lot of these stories are getting out. So, like, you guys, like, Earn Your Leisure, like, all the um, um, drink champs, all the different podcasts that's allowing people to come on and, uh, like, Million Dollars Worth of Game and, and talk about what they got going on in their business, their lives, like, what's going on around them. That's bringing people awareness. Like, right now, if somebody was to watch you guys' podcast, or even watch this episode right now, and they in business. And they got some people that's with them, been riding with them since day one. Mm-hmm. And they might don't got the money to pay them the money that they deserve. They can say, listen, bro, I'm going to give you some phantom equity and, uh, and explain them the phantom equity, and they do it the right way. And then guess what? That person that might not be getting paid the amount of money they were supposed to get paid, they can sleep at night and feel good about it because they know you ain't getting over them. They know you just don't have it right now, and this is what you're offering you're offering a piece of what you built to them mm-hmm. because they're working for you to build this piece that you need. So like, it's like a, a hand in hand type of thing. A lot of CEOs is against it. A lot of them don't believe in it, but again, I ain't, I'm, I'm not your average CEO. That's real, man. Now that that's, that's powerful. That's a true mark of leadership too. You don't want to just have people under you. You want to have these people grow and continue to see them do better. And given that equity, that's that's yeah, a major I play. Talk about, I talk about my team in every interview I do. I, I talk about these these two guys, John and Luke, all the time because they they don't get on these platforms. They don't get the mm-hmm. opportunity to speak on national platforms or or talk to people because they're in the restaurants. They still they're doing the work. It. They still doing the work. But I always want them to know that I appreciate the work. I appreciate them giving me all those years they gave me believing in the brand, even when it wasn't even doing all that well. You know, they still was by my side. 
And now we look at each other, and I just told them this the other day. I said, damn, we almost dead. Now what y'all think? They like, damn, man, I can't believe it. I said, have I ever told y'all a lot? I told y'all we was going to get here. We just got to stick together. And now they looking at me like, damn, be everything you said really happened the way it's supposed to happen. But that's because they go back to that mentality. Like you said, you came in with that it's going to work or it's going to work mentality. Yeah, it ain't no time for look. Look, I even tell my manager this. Like before I even have, like before me and him made it concrete, right? I tell my manager, my manager Mike, right? The Willie Agency. I said, listen, Mike, we in this to win. Ain't no losing. Like we're going to turn the the, the no's and the yeses and we running shit over. All I need is somebody to believe with me. If you believe with me, I promise we ain't failing. Because I'm never going to get on no platform and not tell the people the truth or what I think or what I've been through and how can I inspire you so that you could be a better you. That's all I'm doing. Like, I wouldn't be here talking to y'all today if that wasn't my mission. Mm. My mission is talking about Big Dave's. People already know Big Dave's around the world. My mission is for people to understand, like, get out your own way. Because sometimes you're in this box because of you. You're staying loyal to a fault to things that's not staying loyal to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's Get out of it and you're going to grow. I got out of it and I started to grow. You feel me? You got to mm. get out your own way. Mm. Now, that's good. I, I got another question with the restaurant business, right? We know that a lot of people say it's a hard industry to win in or whatever like that. What do you have to take into account to figure out to win? Like food spoilage. What do you have to do? Like how do you come up with, I need this much customer's today at least to make sure the lights stay on what, what are some of those things you have to consider to be successful hire what you don't know mm. i'm just being real like i can't be all those things anymore i can't tell you how to do certain things if i'm not an expert in that i'm an expert in building i know how to build multi-million dollar companies i hire the people that know how to control those things you just asked me inside those companies that's how you make successful brands when you try to be it all and do it all you're gonna fail all you know what I'm saying? Because that ain't your expertise. Like right now, I have an operating my 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 head of operations. His name is Mo. Then I got my my GMs, my president um, Jesse. Um, everybody got a role, mm-hmm. and we get on our company calls, and everybody talk about their role and what happened this week in that role. Now, if I don't feel something was right in that role this week, then you got to tell me why it wasn't right. But I'm not the expert in running the role. Gotcha. I'm managing the role and the information is funneling up to me. I know the role, but that ain't my everyday expertise. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You hire things in your company so you can see your company scale. It's a difference if you're trying to build a mom and pop and you want something to be popular. I'm trying to get to a thousand locations mm-hmm. or more. So I had to build scale and I had to go higher scale. Best for the cheesesteak in the world. You got to think differently. Yeah, I think I got to go bite that shit. And, nah, and I, pause. I got to go try that shit. Yeah, 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 pause. Yeah, yeah. You had to pause yourself on that one. But, but, but like, even see with some meat in his mouth. Freak <laughs> ass boy. <laughs> hey, you a freak ass boy, son. Fuck <laughs> 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 nah, you. I'm silly. I'm sorry. Nah, damn, you about to say something. No, <laughs> but I was going to tell you, even to speak to the point of the food, right? So, like, I'm going to give you an example. You can have. You can go to a restaurant, right? Might let you down. You might go there one day and let you down, give you the best customer service. You say, call them on the off day. I'm going to give you that chance again. But if they give you messed up customer service and bad food, you ain't never Oh, yeah, never again. again. Right? So when people are coming to my business already, they're already leading with the intention of what I represent. So I make sure that all of my employees represent that same culture that I represent because I never want nobody to get into my location and it's different from what I'm preaching and practicing. So I let them know that type of stuff I take serious. I would definitely let you go for that. Mm. Um, customers are always right. And I want people to be treated with respect and dignity when they walk in any of my locations. And we love we love to, to help, man, because like my father, when he was alive, like my homies would be around the neighborhood. They had no fathers, whatever he I was doing. He was they was he was bringing us with him, you know, bringing my friends with him, and that's what I learned from that the bringing up culture. You know what I'm saying? Some people say like, yeah, you bring too many with you, it hurt you. It ain't gonna bring. It's not gonna hurt when you bring the right ones with you. You mm. know what I'm saying? When you bring the right ones with you, you'll be good because they'll protect you. When you bringing the ones up that always got their hand out, they always that's why it's gonna out. hurt you. Yeah. If you ask me for something every day right now. Whenever I really get up. You're never going to stop asking that's me. That's a fact. You're never going to stop asking me because you don't know how to go get it on your own. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? And if you give people the opportunity to go get it on their own, they're not going to get it. Ever. No. 
I'm glad you're saying this too, Derek, because you kind of answered part of the question that I had. Uh, with, with building out the team, you just mentioned you got GMs, all these different people. How or what do you look for to make sure that you're picking the right people? Outside of like, you know, handout versus nah, people that's going to look, yeah. I, look, I look for, to be honest, I look for ambition. Mm-hmm. I look for people that I got strong ambition. People that like, I know not going to be quitters when shit get hard. Like, it's a million smart people in the world, but it ain't a million fighters that same way. That's a fact. You get what I'm saying? You could take a million people and a million fighters and pit that million people with education up against that million fighters, right? Fighters gonna win. Every fighters time. gonna they win go every further, day. Yeah, they gonna go. They gonna go further. I'm a fighter. You know what I'm saying? I'm built to fight. I'm built to win. I'm like Ford. I'm Ford tough. You get what I'm saying? Hey Ford, y'all gonna cut me a check for that? Too. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is like, I'm built in a certain way that I know I came from nothing. All I can do is build something. We all should feel that way. Even if you had something, it's like right now. If I passed on millions of dollars to my kids, if I don't teach them how to be financial literate, how they gonna pass it on to their kids? It's not gonna make it to them. It ain't gonna make it. Do you know? I say this. Do you know? We may come from lower class income neighborhoods and all of that, right? But do you know our ancestors could have been wealthy? Mm-hmm. A thousand mm-hmm. years ago, you might have had the richest uncle in the world. Not even a thousand. Like I'm just two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah, you may have. Yeah, had that. wouldn't have known though. But you wouldn't have known because they went through so many bad hands of bad management that mm-hmm. it didn't. When it, when you got the the, the, the pot, it wasn't nothing to pour out. <laughs> Dig my hand in and come out with nothing. Yeah, I mean, so I think like that. So you know, I don't want to always say we 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 come from nothing because some of our ancestors had something. Mm-hmm. The, the financial literacy just ain't passed to us to be able to carry it on. And sometimes we definitely got fucked out of our money by other people. No, for sure. But but even to say that, if we knew, even from that standpoint, we wouldn't even let it got that far. That's a fact. That's a fact. I got one, one other question. You talked about customer service and the customer always being right, right? How you feel about Keith Lee coming to Atlanta? And, oh yeah, you know, the whole kinda, thing going kinda, on right kinda now. Kind of giving everything. Did, first off, did he pull up on Big nah, Dave? I wasn't worried about it. If he okay. pulled up on me. I, I, I knew you wasn't worried about no, it. Just from no. this conversation, I knew you wasn't worried about it. But um, I mean, listen, he found the lane that works for him. I mean, he's going around. He's, he ain't bad talking to everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's he's giving raw reviews and what's working for him work for him. I have nothing to say bad on that topic at all because. Everybody got a lane. Like mm-hmm. I just told you with my company, that's his lane. He, he became this blogger that's, that's uh, you know, growing the legs of popularity and all that stuff. So that's just what it is. That's a bet. That's a bet. Yeah, I really hadn't kept up with the whole Keith Lee thing. I, I just know apparently it was something like with milk and honey. And so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't be keeping up. I just know some people, like like you said, he giving real raw reviews. And whenever you said something about like the customer service part, that's what made yeah. it pop in my yeah, head. Yeah, but I have nothing to to really like because it it ain't, it ain't my business. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? When I mean not my business, not saying that my business like it's not my brand. It's not my business because it didn't happen to me. You know what I mean by that is like him coming to my restaurant and and whatever he did with other people restaurants. I didn't experience that. Yeah, that didn't mm-hmm. affect that didn't that didn't affect me. And the, and you know. If if he did that to other people that it did affect, you know, I mean, you know, that's them got to work out. I mean, and, to be honest, in my opinion, I don't think it'd be a negative thing in any regard. I believe all press is good press in a, to an extent, right? Obviously, you don't want to be getting derided and defamed in the media, but the fact that I heard about more restaurants because of this, and that's that was the part yeah. that I was about to get on. I mean that too. I mean, I mean that's what I'm saying. So you made a good point when you said like. Some, you know, all presses, you know, it could be good. So, like, everybody ain't going to have something to say good about you. Mm-hmm. And that's they just okay. ain't. It, and you were talking about two sides of the corn earlier, yeah. right? Like, whenever we were talking about, oh, he's giving people negative reviews, but he also gave a lot of restaurants really good reviews, too. And I saw when he would go walk up to another restaurant owner, he was like, man, after you came to my restaurant, you told, you know, the people... I had to shut down the next day because I ran out of food. I mean, yeah. So those, like I said, that happened to me with Eve. Like, you never know. Like, so those those beautiful stories get told. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's all about the way you operate, what you operate in. And sometimes you actually do have a good brand the way you operate in it. It's just that when you ain't around, things don't run like you're supposed mm-hmm. to. That's why you have to have good leadership in your brand. And that's what I make sure I have. Okay. That's and that, that, I'm glad you mentioned that. Now I want to say, because that kind of leads into what I want to ask you. Uh, with good customer service, 
a portion of that come with training, right? So how how is that like the systems and processes and all that? How was that me? process getting getting that together for so, you? So so let me tell you. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, "This is ludicrous." But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You know how you got 1 through 12 and then you graduate and get your high school diploma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just how big Dave's is. We got a blue apron ceremony, right? I don't meet all of my employees early on. When you graduate and I got to honor you for a blue apron, meaning that you have graduated to work all stations in Big Dave's, we are now honoring you to say that you have graduated to be a real part of this brand. Um, that puts a different light on the system because... I believe it. That's yeah, hard. You don't just get hired at Big Dave's and you a Big Dave's member. Nah, you, you, you work you there. You put your man. dues in. You put your dues in. And it's like getting that green jacket, when I mean that gold jacket when you play golf. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When you get that blue apron... Then you become somebody that worked hard around the stations and you get honored from the CEO of the company. And we do it just like a graduation ceremony. Everybody wants to feel good. Everybody want to feel appreciated in what they're doing. And I want people to feel appreciated for working in the brand, helping the brand grow. And we show that appreciation with the uh, blue apron ceremony. I think that's that's phenomenal, bro. Like Because it gives you a different level of quality control. Because now it's not like... You know, most times whenever you get hired on a job, it's like, oh, we're going to train you for a little bit. Then we're going to throw you out on the floor. But with you doing it like that, it's like, no, you've met every level of expectation that we yeah. need for you to be. Now it's kind of like a certification that you stamp this is approved, but also like how yeah. they get to like meet I'm you. Like I'm going to give you an example. Last week, me came in there and he's like, yo, um, um, Meek let me know he was in there. I called my team like, yo, who in here? He's like, oh, we got three blue aprons. Guess what? I'm not worried. You get what I'm saying? Because mm. that blue apron, that lets yeah. you know that this one of my, one of my soldiers, this one of my fighters. Blue apron already wowed me. So if it wowed me, I know it's good enough. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So when you when you graduate to be a blue apron, it's almost like you got your Letterman jacket. Mm, that's hard. That's yeah. hard. I like that. I love that. I like bro. that from a, especially a perspective of establishing company culture. Yeah. Uh, I'm open, honest, and transparent. That's something that we've always struggled with. When it comes to hiring other people and establishing company mm-hmm. culture, so I appreciate you sharing something yeah. like that because it kind of just gives me gives the wheels turning. Like, yeah, okay, some insight. What can because our business isn't the same as your business or right? your yeah. physical product, but what are ways that we can implement this type of training so that we're we have that vote of confidence in our people? I'm a, I can tell you right now. So y'all y'all still have a set that has to get set up. Y'all still have a team that had to travel with y'all and do things with y'all. So. If right now you got a guy that's pretty much pitting y'all all the way together, that know the system inside out, like know know exactly how everything is ran, then he should be honored for that. He should he should be appreciate appreciative to the company to know like okay this guy earned stripes, and what you guys could do y'all can follow the same system off of whether it's how they put the, the, the technology together or how they edit the technology. Like you should have programs where you got entrepreneur I mean um, internship. I mean, you giving kids opportunity to edit these uh, episodes to be able to come on and get a job, so you can you can recruit that way too, and then you can have your your graduation ceremony off of the interns being able to actually come into the company and actually really work with you guys. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Because you giving people what's a dope story? Shit. What's a dope story right now? Are you telling five years from now you found this this young lady or this young brother out of <clears throat> CAU or Georgia State or any of these schools? And now they became your head editor of the company, mm-hmm. and then you you got off of just um, them being a, um, an intern. intern. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's a beautiful story. Actually. Yeah. So it's all about to be honest, man. Y'all could be great as y'all want to be, but if y'all story ain't inspiring people through it, it ain't nothing. Mm. That's just the real truth of it. Because all you're doing is giving information that's going out the other air. Because when somebody listening to you, they respect you. You know what I'm saying? You could talk to people all day, whether they listen or not. But when they respect you, they go and listen. Because they, they respect every word that's coming out your mouth as belief to say it's going to help them become better people and help them in what they're working on in their life. And what y'all doing right now is giving people platforms to be able to 
share those things with people out in the world. I love that, bro. Yeah. And I just want, I respect you too, bro. No, like you've that. been giving some game throughout this episode. No, I appreciate uh, it. We are going to pivot to some of our last questions. We okay. got some rapid fire questions, questions we ask all guests. David, okay, I'll, so let, I'll my, let you go with your first My first question I'd like to ask, uh, I just always ask, to ask, what's the biggest money lesson that you learned that you would like to share with everybody? So I was in um, 2000, I want to say maybe 14. I think it was uh the club was called uh Privé at the time. I think I heard I feel Privé like on we've, a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was Privé. And it was one night AI was in there and he was um I had a section and he had a section right next to me. And I bought like 60 bottles that night something like that. 60? I don't remember. 6 six zero? It, it was it was it was it was if it wasn't it was something crazy. I you went remember. crazy. It, I just went crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I went crazy a, a, a lot of times in the clubs. Right? Yeah. But that's a lot of money that I, I could have got back. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, that was a money lesson. But I know this sounds crazy, and I'm not trying to be too deep with y'all, but it's nothing is a lesson. Okay, now you got to break that one down, mm-hmm. brother. What do you mean? Let me tell you why it's not a lesson, right? Because anything that hurt it in your life made you better. So you can't look at it as like, oh, it's a lesson of failure. I don't want to feel like this no more. Now that helped you get what you got right now. That was the blessing. That wasn't the blessing for you to keep it. The blessing was for you to waste it so you can get to the next bag that you keep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you never had it, you don't know how to control it. If I was making this money right now and I never had that, I, man, I'd be in debt all type of ways. Instead of 60 bottles, it might have been 120. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't, you yeah. don't know. So, like, I'm not going to say a lesson, not a lesson, but your lessons, the, like, you got to take those bad moments in your life and appreciate it sometimes because, like, you in the wrong car, you getting locked up in a car, or you being around the wrong people, and you being sat down for a year might have saved your life. You get what I'm saying? Mm. You um, losing your job when it was paying you the most money you ever had in your life, right? Made you want more money in another job to be able to, to survive in, a, in another stage. Like Everything is a stepping stone to mm-hmm. what, you, what you want now because you have had it. And you know the feeling of having it. You know what I'm saying? It's like a relationship. If you had a if you had a woman. You went from a toxic ex yeah, to somebody that was you, just the sweetest, best exactly. woman in the world. So, yeah. like, you know, we got to take those things and we got to say, like, everything ain't always bad. The lesson was a good lesson. It wasn't a bad lesson. I actually, I said this to myself. I had 2015, I was riding around in a $100,000 Jaguar, right? I drove on a spare tire, a donut, a donut, right? The little skinny joint mm-hmm. for a year because I didn't have $250 to, to get the new tire. No, because it was going to mess up me with my business. I didn't have no money to play with to mm-hmm. be able to do that. So when I tell you that business take extreme focus and, and like dignity to say like, this is what I'm sticking to, it was going to take that donut to blow out for me to change the tire. You get what I'm saying? Because I already knew that. I don't care. It's a, it's a Jaguar and I got a donut on it. So what? I already know my mission. I know where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? I had people tell me numerous times, like, hey, man, when are you going to change that tire? Yeah. When it blow out? Did you know it ever blow out on you? Nope. Shit. It's called God's provision <laughs> yeah, was, in my mind. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> you, a say, you had that vision. You knew where you was going? Yeah. I mean, listen, man. I, I, I kept a... I kept a... I kept a, um, a chef coat on and Crocs and chef pants on for almost four years. That's all you wore. That's all I wore. It's like it's like a dicky suit. Like if I'm hustling the streets, that was my dicky. Because if I'm out wasting money and if I'm out doing these different things, I'm taking away from my brand. I'm taking away from them growing. I put everything back in my brand. There's people out here that live through their business right now. I don't take draws. I don't take company draws. I don't take Big Dave's money. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I don't. You're not on salary, nothing like that. No, I'm on salary. Okay. I don't take draws. Like, I don't just because I, I, I feel you. Just, just like, oh, the I got the money so I can because yeah. I'm the yeah, owner. Yeah, but guess what? Shit. I also have taken myself off of off of payroll for years, too. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I know when a business can stand it and when it can't stand it. And putting yourself on payroll too early will cripple your stuff. Oh, no. It will. And guess what? I don't want to be in partnership with nobody that don't understand money because... When they see money being made, they want to take it. No, yeah. let's see the account make a million dollars. Like, let's see it. Let's see it make some money. You know, like 
you got people that see it get to 200,000 and like, yo, listen, let's take our draws. You know, let's, let's do this. And like right now, 200,000 don't even pay my company bills. You get what I'm saying? 200,000 can't even piss in my pot right now when it comes to my company. So I got to make sure that my company always stay healthy because I got so many responsibilities in it. Mm. So now I kind of want to ask, this is outside of the, the rapid fire for me. How did it feel whenever your business first crossed a million revenue? Like you know what's so crazy? Yeah. My homie actually, um, when it happened, I didn't even pay attention because I used to always be like, yo, I'm almost at that million mark. And then one day I told my homie this and he was like, bro, you made a million dollars and it's on. But like, it's crazy because when you make a million, you want to make another million. I, I could believe you know it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's almost like it's an addiction because you, you, you want to see Can I do it again? Yeah, can I do it again? Right? And I've been blessed to say that my business has been 50% or 100% year over year since I had my business. Dang, that's made. That is fucking fantastic. Yeah. So, like, in the pandemic, when everybody was going out of business, I made two more million a year. Damn. You know what I'm saying? That's how you know that product hit different, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but it's also about what you stand up for. Like, when everybody was standing down, I was standing up. Like, I was going around feeding hospitals. I was giving people. I gave a 1,000 meals out to the community for free. I said, listen, pull up in your car. I'm going to have... My employees wear heater bags, and they're going to feed y'all. My whole thing is this. If if I'm in a community, right, mm-hmm. and the community is getting supported by the business, and the business is getting supported by the community, we got to have each other back, mm-hmm. right? I can't just take y'all money, and then when shit get ugly, I can't help out. So I know that. I help out when shit get ugly. You know what I'm saying? And I also know that these people got me where I'm at right now, too. So that's how I operate it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get to the last two questions. Uh, one of my favorite questions is, what do you invest in for longevity to pass to your family, pass down to your family? Opportunity. I'm passing opportunity. Because when you look at Jay-Z, you could look at Puff, you could look at Master P, you could look at any of the biggest goats in the industry who, who um, get looked at upon the hip-hop, right? They kids ain't got to fill out no application. They kids ain't got to want for a job. They kids going to go off of their parents' name. Like, you think somebody going to uh, tell Puff his son can't do something? Or Hell no. You know what I'm saying? But that's the whole thing. But I also want my kids to understand the privilege of it, too. Not just take advantage of it. I mm-hmm. want them to understand, like, you know, I work for this so that you can get in these doors differently than I did. And it's about the opportunity. Because if you put the opportunity in place, everything else will fall in place if, if they take advantage of that opportunity. Mm, that's good. That's good. Last question. Do you have life insurance? Of course. Entrepreneurs always answer the same. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But not just. I'm not just saying that just because I got life insurance. Me and my wife got a program going on right now through Prudential. We partner with Prudential. We paying life insurance on 30,000 black men that make under... I'm sorry, 25,000 black men that make under $30,000 less than income. Mm, so right that's now, major, bro. you can go to Big Dave's, you can go to Slutty Vegan, you can go to anything that we own, and you can get yourself some life insurance for a year. So that's life insurance up. is important to me because I grew up with homies that lost their life. They had to get fish fries to go fund me to bury them. And I see that around the world. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying, man. Like My, my cause for this food thing was, was for me to get in the door. I'm so much bigger than cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm like America's like worst nightmare in a good way because I'm going to inspire so many people off of the realness of it. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not searching for the claps. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm not searching for that. Mm-hmm. I'm searching to see people get woke off of how I got woke off of when I was asleep. Mm. Big Dave's is just the entryway, but it's not the end all be all. Nah, Big Dave's is, Big Dave's is, Something that I'm very proud of, I'm very appreciative of, and I want to see the world get to to taste it, to feel it, to be able to see why I went so hard. But my philanthropy is the vessel of all of this. Mm. My philanthropy, because I'm using this to anchor brothers and sisters together um, in a whole different way, whether they come in and work for the business or they get inspired by hearing it. I love it. I love it. Well, my brother... Thank you so much, yeah, Derek. Right. We appreciate your Definitely time, appreciate bro. You this us, has man. been an amazing episode. Everybody who listened, 
entrepreneurs. There's tons of gems throughout this. Make sure if you listen to it, go back and listen to it again. Look into some of those things mm. that he talked about for sure. That that uh, phantom equity. Figuring out how you can make sure that you keep those uh, that quality control in your business. Once again, he dropped gems, bro. I appreciate your time no, and your presence, you. man. Yeah. Derek, before we let you go, brother, can I get you to share with them where they can find you at on social media and they want to oh, yeah. tap in with Big Dave? Yeah, my, my, my personal page is Official D. Hayes and my business page is Big Dave Cheesesteaks. For sure, for sure. Anyone else Franchising opportunities? Go on the website, uh, BigDavesFranchise.com. Fill it out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, again, Derek, brother, thank you so much, thank man. You. We appreciate it. Y'all, as always, y'all know we come through with the value on Black Wealth Renaissance. Uh, make sure y'all leave us that five star rating and review, as always. And until next time, this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Peace. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.